Well, you know what that means. It's time to expose the money lies. Let's get started. What if I told you that how much time you have is completely irrelevant in your business? I just want you to try to imagine that if that were actually true, what might be possible for you? I'm Jill Wright. I'm a money mindset coach. I expose the lies women tell themselves about money and help them build a secure relationship with money so they can sign more clients, help more people, and make more money. Now, most of the clients that I work with believe that time equals money. Not enough time equals not enough money. And in order to make more money, you, of course, have to make more time. And making more money means I got to work a lot harder. I'll never have enough time, so therefore I'll never have enough money. Any of those resonate with you? Now, I believe that time is not a real factor in how successful you are in your business. So I tell my clients, time doesn't equal money. And you've all heard this before, I know. You know, how much money you make is more about the value you create than about the time you take. So just trust me on this for now, because I want you to follow along as if this were really true. So as you're listening, just imagine that this were true, and everything I I say is based on that. So you can have a very simple business model that makes you a lot of money. Being more effective doesn't have to require more time. Being more efficient creates more time for you. And there are so many great examples of this. And I'm going to give you a few of them to help you see what I'm talking about. Now, when we moved to Tennessee, it was after the 2008 recession. And the home prices, we were moving from Florida. The home prices there hadn't recovered yet. And so we decided to keep our house instead of sell it the one in Florida, and we ended up renting it out. So we were really fortunate. We had the same tenants for seven years, so we didn't have to swap out tenants. We were really, really lucky. And when they decided to move, that's when we finally decided to sell the house. It was the same year that uh, we decided to quit our jobs, and I decided to become a life coach. And we had to do a bunch of work to that house to put it on the market. As you can imagine, We had people living there for seven years, so we hadn't done a whole lot of maintenance. We just did whatever was required, whatever broke down. Um, So we had a lot of work to do. And one of the things that we had to do was to rescreen the pool enclosure. And the company that we went with was not the cheapest, but they were the best and they were the fastest. They charged more, but they did the job more quickly and with a lot better quality. And this was much more valuable at the time to us than the money was. And the reason that they were quicker and they did much better quality work was that they had invested in the best equipment to make their jobs fast and efficient. And they invested in the best technicians and they paid their technicians well and they treated them well. So they didn't have much turnover. So they didn't, they weren't constantly training people. 
They were there on time. They did the job quickly. They were in and out. They made it super easy to work with them. And all of that was way more valuable than the price we paid. So another example is my client Dorothy has a program where she helps her clients get over their ex in three months or less when they follow her proven formula. So think about it. Would you rather pay less and have it take six months or a year to get over your ex? Or would you rather pay Dorothy and get over your ex in three months or less? Wouldn't it be more valuable to you to get over your ex and get on with your life? Wouldn't that be worth more to you? That's what I mean by creating value that creates money. When you create that much value, you can charge more for it. So one more example, if you have a hole in your roof and one roofing company offers to fix it in eight days for $8,000, that's, I'll do the math for you, that's $1,000 a day. And another company offers to fix it in four days for $10,000, and that math is $2,500 a day. Then, and you know that it's supposed to rain in five days. Would you rather pay $1,000 a day and have it take eight days to fix your roof? Or would you rather pay $10,000 and have it done in four days before it's supposed to rain? So to me, there's way more value in the $10,000 offer. Time is not money in that case, right? The value that they bring to you by fixing it in four days, having those roofers there at your house for four days instead of eight, is much more valuable than the extra 2000 it's going to cost you to get that value. And so I'm just making the assumption that both companies are reputable. I think, you know, maybe if you think about what are the differences between the two companies, maybe one of the differences is that the company with the $10,000 offer has more people working on it. Maybe that's why it takes them less time. Maybe they have a more efficient process that they follow. Maybe they've invested in better technology or better equipment that helps them significantly improve the time and the quality of the results. Maybe they've even invested time experimenting with different methods and different processes that help them get the best and quickest results. And so this can be you for your clients. You can be the best value for the money without being the cheapest. And that can make for a more successful business, right? The amount of time you put into that is not the main factor in how much value you offer your clients. Because you may know your clients so well that you know exactly what they need and you know exactly how to get them there. You know, Dorothy is is a case in point. See, time is not necessarily money. Value is money. Add more value, which may not necessarily mean you have to put in more time and you can charge more money. Then you can buy more time with that more money. Not only are you making your company better and stronger by offering better results and more efficient results, you're also supporting a healthy economy by contracting with people to do the things that will free up more time for you so that you can then, again, 
make more and more money. So it just is a really positive cycle. You support the economy, you make more money, you have more money to support the economy and and so on. So you can also create more time by being more effective, more efficient, or even more focused. So when I was a money counter at Toys R Us, this was years and years ago, I would go up into this tower every morning to count the money they had brought in from the sales that they had made the previous day. And it was a really tiny room that I'd locked myself in for a few hours. And I was good at money counting, but it wasn't necessarily something that I enjoyed. I I got bored with it really quickly. You know, once I kind of figured everything out and it just became very tedious to me and, and I'm not really good at tedious things. (laughs) I just get bored. So my focus became how could I get out of that tiny room as fast as possible? How could I get so fast at this (laughs) that I can get out of this little tiny room? So the, one of the things I decided to do was to teach myself to use the 10 key adding machine without looking, which made it faster because I could just type away, you know, on the adding machine and on the uh, number keyboard or whatever to get the reporting and the counting done each day. So each day I would try to beat my time from the day before without impacting my accuracy. And I didn't realize it at the time, but when I look back at it, I realized that was me with an abundant mindset. If I had had a scarcity mindset, then I probably would have just been okay with the results I had. I would have just been miserable being in that tiny room. I would have probably resigned myself to just having to spend three or four hours in this little room every day. But instead, I saw the possibility of shrinking that time. I must have been asking myself something like, hmm, how can I make this take more, less time? How can I get out of here quicker? How can I do this job? How can I make this process better? How can I make it more efficient? And that ended up benefiting me because I got out of there sooner. And I got done with the boring job quicker. And it also benefited towards us because when I got out of there faster, I was able to go out and help in other areas of the store. And what I realized looking back on this is I actually, I guess I gamified the job even before (laughs) gamifying was actually a thing. But what I learned from looking back on this is it takes the same amount of time to do something with a good attitude as it does to do it with a bad attitude. So when I focused on what I could do versus what I couldn't do, that actually worked to my advantage. And, you know, I did kind of the same thing when I was the department head on the night shift at Christmas time, same place, Toys R Us. They had a night shift during Christmas so that they could restock the shelves. It was way too hard with all the customers in the store at Christmas time to keep the st- Uh, store shelves stock. So every night they would bring in a night crew between opening time or closing time and opening time the next morning. uh, This night crew, which I was in charge of, would come in, pull out a bunch of inventory out of the stock rooms, and then we would go through every aisle and put it up on the shelves. So the shelves were nice and neat and organized and full 
for the customers to come in and buy what they wanted to buy for Christmas the next day. It was almost like we were these magic elves. While everyone else slept, we were in there restocking the shelves to make their day the next day. But when I was in charge of that, you know, I would manage by walking around before that was even a thing. And we would, we were extremely efficient. We would pull all of the stuff out of the stock room first, and then we would go around and quickly as we could, you know, organize the shelves, put the new stock on there. And the thing was, I never had performance problems on that night shift the entire five or six years I was in charge of it. I never had to fire anybody. I never had to have um, an, a performance, you know, talk with them. And we always had plenty of time to get the shelves restocked because that's what we were focused on. We could have just as easily, looking back, I realized we could have just as easily been focused on what we didn't have enough time to do. And that would have produced a completely different result. But we were very effective, very efficient, very focused. That's what made us successful. It wasn't about the amount of time we had. It was about the resources we used and how focused we were. And that's what will make you successful, regardless of the time you have available to work on your business. So becoming effective, efficient, and focused doesn't have to take time, but it will help you make more time and use your time more effectively. It's all in how you think about your time. You know, is at Toys R Us as a money counter, I didn't, quote, spend time becoming faster at my job. I just invested my energy and my attention and my focus in a way that helped me become faster at my job, helped me become more efficient and more effective at my job. So it was an investment, not an expenditure. My focus And my attention became an asset, not an expense. So what's the difference between an asset or an investment and an expense or an expenditure? Uh, An asset or an investment has future value or a return on the value, while an expense or an expenditure has no future value or return. It's spent, and that's a one-time value. So you can look at everything you're doing in your business as either an investment or an expenditure. It's, it could be an investment or an expenditure of time, energy, focus, attention. Anything, any resource you have in your business can be viewed as either an investment or an expenditure. And the investments in the assets will grow your business while the expenses or the expenditures are a one-time benefit. And so how do you tell the difference? You can ask yourself, will it create more time or more money in the future? Will it grow my business? And coaching is definitely, in my opinion, an investment. Coaching reduces and eliminates limitations created by our thinking, which opens up new possibilities and expands existing possibilities. Coaching grows our mindset and our skill sets. It improves the performance of the assets we have and opens the door to new assets we can acquire. Now, I had a client that really struggled with overcoming objections on her consults. We invested 
time coaching on this. It was an investment because improving her ability to overcome objections would be an asset that would help her sign more clients, help more people, and make more money. Her skill set in doing consults, making offers, and coaching on objections became an asset that continued to add value to her coaching practice. When she overcame that limitation, it empowered her to help clients overcome their limitations. So not only did her investment in coaching benefit the future of her business, but it also added value to her clients in their future. So my asset helped create an asset for her, which helped her create an asset for her clients. And who knows what other assets her clients will create because of that initial investment. And that's why I'm so invested in my work because of the indirect impact it has on the world. I mean, that's really, I always keep coming back to that ripple effect that it has. You know, when I help other coaches go out there and show up for their clients, that is going to have a ripple effect on the world overall, right? Um, And so that's really what keeps me going. That's why being generous with my time is, you know, in helping other coaches, even on my free value calls, you know, I... I don't know the last time that I turned somebody down for a free value call. Um, and it's important to me to be generous with my time because that's my investment in creating more in the world. And that's why I've, I've invested in creating more time in my life and my business through investing in coaching and investing in other ways that I make time and that I make money. So. If we go back to the client that overcame her limitation to coach on objections, this is actually how the concept of money lies was born. Um, So I was coaching her on an objection she had in one of her consults. Her potential client said she couldn't afford it. So how many of you have had clients that you would love to work with, but they just can't afford it? And you're not in control of that, right? wrong. Well, what I told her about that objection was this. The only reason that her potential client's objection in that consult was a problem was that the client was believing her money lie. And my client on that consult was believing her potential client's money lie. So when she believed it, when her potential client believed it, then she said she couldn't afford it. But that's just a thought. It's not a circumstance. It's a limiting belief. And that's why I call it a money lie. And then my client believed it as well. And it reinforced that limiting belief, not only for her potential client, but it also became a limiting belief for her. And I think some of you will resonate with this because, you know, when you start seeing more and more people come to you that can't afford it, then that reinforces your limiting belief, right? At first, you just get one person that can't afford it. That's not a problem. But then you get another one and you start to believe 
oh, maybe people just can't afford my program. Maybe I should change my price. And the more you believe it, the more objections you get. Why? Not because your program is not affordable, but because you believe it's not affordable. And so that's what you bring. That's the energy you bring to the call. Maybe you think you're attracting the people that can't afford it. Now, you would most likely be right in that case, because when you believe that people can't afford your program, that's most likely who you're going to be talking to in your copy. And it's not going to be conscious, but it's there. It's an underlying vibe. And while you're writing posts, while you're creating content, you're thinking of those people that can't afford it, right? The people that told you they can't afford it and the others you're attracting that can't afford it. And you want so badly to help them that you speak to them in your copy and that's who you end up attracting. So see how believing money lies can limit you so much and you see how believing those money lies can also limit clients. So time lies are also money lies because when you believe you don't have enough time, it also limits how much money you can make. And that's why it's so important to look um, to learn how to look for your money lies because they will get you stuck. They'll keep you from signing more clients. They'll keep you from helping more people. And they will most certainly keep you from making more money. So if this is you and you have time lies, if you have money lies, I want you to go to my website and get my free video about making offers and coaching on objections in your consults. Learning this valuable skill will not only help you sign more clients, it will also help you become a better coach. Coaching on objections exercises all the skills that you use an effective, as an effective coach. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. And when you get the free video, you'll also get a couple of worksheets. These will help you explore the money lies you're seeing on your consults and help you coach yourself on those money lies. So go sign up to get that video and the two bonus worksheets and start making more time so you can make more money. But please share this podcast with other coaches that also need to detect their time lies and their money lies. Share it, review it, subscribe to it. It's my gift to you so you can sign more clients, help more people, and make more money because you are made for more.